0: Steve Mathis production.
1: Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcast not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com. And when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support.
2: episode of the steve mathis show there is a high chance ability you will either learn something a lot of people don't know you left thinking uh, or make you say to yourself dude that's so funny the bottom line is this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview
1: welcome to the racer x podcast show brought to you by BTO btosports.com hosted by steve mathis
2: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual. With me on the line, two gentlemen who are much, much smarter than me. Uh, David Pingree. Yep. And Jason Wagant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for doing the show, guys. It's been a couple of weeks. I missed you. Missed you both.
0: This is just. I'm just so happy to be back.
2: back. I- I'm happy, so- too.
0: It's like, it's like we got the band back together, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I cheated on you guys a little bit. I, I, you know, I, I, I did one with Davey on Motocross Nations. I felt like, I felt dirty after. I felt dirty and used.
1: Yeah, you went to France with him. Mm-hmm. We had a little rendezvous.
2: Mm-hmm. I understand. Davey swore on the RacerX Twitter and got me an email from Staley saying, don't swear on our Twitter, but it was Davey. <laughs> so, so that was <laughs> awesome.
1: I like, was it, hey, was it you, Mathis, or is it Mathis, don't do that? Which, which way did it come in?
2: No, it was, uh, hey, Mathis, don't do this, please. Because it was, it was about the Canadian motocross, the nation's team. So I don't blame him. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: okay. Well, I understand.
2: I don't, I don't blame Brian for thinking that. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, today is my birthday, and I'm doing a podcast with you guys. So I hope you re- appreciate it. Uh, how old this. are you, Steve? 37.
1: Mm. Yeah. This, this is your birthday gift. Like this is what you wanted, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. I, I like I like talking moto with my two best friends.
1: Yeah, that's what you wanted.
2: Um. Okay. So what we're gonna do for this show, we've all agreed on, without a doubt, unanimous. We all agreed. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do <laughs> a Supercross season recap, and in, and we'll do a part two with a motocross season recap. We're not gonna do CLA season. Nobody want to do that. So.
1: Yeah. Um, we will do silly season soon.
2: All right. Uh, just for the record, everybody, I want to do silly season recap. Just for the record, ping. But it's not a recap. It's not done. You're right. It is. No, that's and that's a that's a good point. It's not done. We don't know what James Stewart's doing. We, we spend an hour and a half right now
0: talking about what might happen, and then James announces what he's doing tomorrow morning, and this you might as well just throw this hour and a half away. We'll never get back. Okay.
2: Any other ones are such keepers.
1: I feel that way no matter what.
2: (laughs) All right, let's get going here. Uh, Thanks, guys, for doing it. And uh, let's go to uh, the Supercross season. My buddy Swizzcore made us some uh, extensive notes um, from each race. Uh, I guess let's go first. We're going to talk a little bit about what we thought at the time, what we think now, and maybe how big of an idiot we were for thinking what we thought at the time, knowing now what we know. So, uh, before the season starts, Chad Reed starts his team, and uh, this was a this was a pretty big deal, I think. I, I mean, he was on a private private bike pro circuit built, and he seemed to uh, seemed to be pretty happy with it and he kind of went away into Castile Ranch, he went to the Honda track maybe twice, other than that, he was just up there motoring, and all three of us none of us really saw this thing ending well, I don't think Huh Weege? No, not at all, no, right. not at all. I know we
1: even did a season preview podcast with me, you and uh, JT, and, you know, my worries were more, you know, not, man, is he going to get enough points to win the championship? It was, will he keep this operation going through round six? If he finishes, like, sixth and seventh in a few races and there's way back in points, will he keep spending his own money to get to the races? And JT said, well, it's not his own money. They've already secured enough to make it happen, which blew my mind since they don't have a title sponsor. But uh, results-wise, still, I was thinking, what if he gets sixth and seventh? And at the first couple of rounds, that's what he was getting. Um, it's real easy, I think, for people to look back now and say, "How dare you question Chad Reed? He's a true champion." But there was no way, there was no way, people were thinking, rolling in Anaheim one or even after it, that he would come up what four points short of the championship. There's yeah. no way.
0: Because no, even even McGrath. We did a, there was a race film films that was done with Jeremy. It's, track, and he was talking about it and just said, you know, it's going to be a lot more work than he thinks. It's a lot harder to run your own team and have that distraction going on, and he's late to the game, getting bikes ready, yeah. and Jeremy was basically saying, dude, good luck, you know, so even that guy, who knows Supercross pretty well, uh, was questioning his decision.
2: Yeah, I, I did I did a podcast with MC, same thing. He just told me, wow, this guy's got so much work ahead of him, you know, Basically, yeah. Good luck. Um, we and saw the
1: lack of factory support, which you know everyone on the outside says, "Oh, this day and age, a bike's so good, it doesn't matter." Mitch can build you whatever you want. But, thing, I just talked to your guy, Townley, about it when Reed signed, and he said, "I mean, I had a good deal with Troy Lee, and Mitch helped out a lot, but it wasn't the same. I didn't have what Short had. I didn't have what you know the other guys on the team had. Saps, whatever. There's a big difference." You know, so Reed had that too, and McGrath said that also. You know, I even had factory support when I ran on my own team, and it was still hard.
2: Yeah, it was funny though. You know, he he showed up. He had a tranny going into a one, a works tranny that he either bought or they gave him. He had a tranny. Yeah, he had a tranny, and uh, oh, right it was enough. it was a strange, weird experience. He said, "Wow." <laughs> uh, he had a transmission, uh, which is almost a safety thing with these guys. It really is. They'll they'll mush through stock gears. I've seen it. Uh, you know, going forth in the whoops, they'll, they'll, they'll wreck a stock tranny pretty quickly, um, but he had, so he had a transmission, and then I think about round four, he had some triple clamps, and slowly he was on his way <laughs> to uh, to getting what he wanted, and I think just because he was putting in results, you know, and uh, Honda started kicking him down, but, uh, There's no doubt that the...
0: uh... Well, it helped when Josh Grant got hurt, because they they order a limited amount of parts. It's like, okay, this is what we need for the season. So, you know, at the the beginning, they can't just be flowing parts, because they're expecting to use X X number of parts throughout the season. So when Grant got hurt, I think it freed up some parts. They're like, well, he's not going to be racing until here, so we at least have maybe a little extra. I mean, don't you think that had something to do with them starting to flow him some parts at that point?
2: Yeah, I agree. No, absolutely. If Grant and Kennard stay stay with it and, and you know, yeah, who knows what happens. Uh that, which you know, it's funny how that could play into that played into the situation. Um, Jake Weimer breaks his arm. And that had to be a bummer. Obviously he uh you know, was looking first year guy to be to be right in the mix and breaking his arm right before the season started, uh the worst possible thing, huh, Ping?
0: Yeah. Yeah, bummer. I think he would have probably—he's definitely a better Supercross rider. Um, I think, if, or at least he prefers it. So I—I th- I don't know. Who knows what he would have done? But you got to think he would have at least—at uh, least been fifth, fourth, fifth place. Maybe some podiums. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. But we'll never know. You know yep. We'll
1: see this year, I guess.
2: Right. Um, any comment on Weimer? I guess?
1: Well, I think uh, when Weimar got hurt, it scared everyone into thinking, oh, here we go, the dominoes are going to start falling. Uh, it turned out to be one of the most injury-free years uh, we've seen in a long time, which is why the racing was so good. But I know when Weimar got hurt, we were really worried that that was going to be the tipping point. And, well, it's the first of many. But it didn't really, didn't really
2: happen. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim 1 comes. A uh, couple things. Uh, in the lights class, uh, Will Hahn out for the year in the first practice of the year and uh and that's kind of a bummer Ping, uh you know Wilbur well. Um definitely not the start to his season that he needed.
0: No, he was I, to me, he was a favorite for that title. Um you know, coming off what he did last year and I think he he finally had some confidence and and believed he should be up front and winning. And I think he would have he would have definitely won races this year. So, bummer for him and his his season never really got any better, you know. Mhm. Um I think he'll go into this year, uh, you know, way under the radar, and if he can keep his little shoulders all together, he'll be all right. He'll be he'll be fast again.
2: Yeah, he's capable of winning. Capable of winning. Yep. I said that all the time.
1: Well, remember what this all led to was I think on our very first show was the controversy over was the West weak, and Mathis and I agreed that it was, and Ping, you said no. Even with Han out, obviously makes a big impact, but um, after Anaheim won, Hanny wins it, and then I think. Two of the three of us were
2: saying, yeah, but
1: I don't know. Who is there for him to really even beat? Right. Things definitely got better as a year went on, though.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Ken Rockson, Supercross debut, and uh, he was good. He in practice. Remember that? And then uh, I don't remember what he did in the main event. I think he crashed or something and, and you know, finished uh, eighth or something like that. But uh, he's a special guy, no doubt. Well, I remember he, had, he, he that.
0: had a big crash in, like, the first three or four rounds, didn't he? Yeah. Like, every every main event, he'd have a big one. But but I remember, I think, maybe I was sitting in the stands with you, as eating a hot dog. Was
2: that A1? No, we ate a hot dog together at Dodger Stadium.
0: Oh, that was Dodger. Dodger. Well, anyway, um, I might have been eating a hot dog somewhere else at that <laughs> rate. But I remember watching him um, just, just trying lines that no one else was doing. You know, like, mm-hmm. right at the home plate, there was a 180-degree right-hand turn, and he was rolling and, and jumping something from the inside that no one else was doing. It ended up not being right. – sort of the race line but it was just cool to see how creative he was and you know right away he was just doing different things and trying different lines you just knew watching him from the very first practice all right this guy's got it yeah you know he may maybe doesn't put it together this year but he's going to
2: um and of course who can forget the infamous pole gate Uh, oh oh ping are you all right with that still or Uh, you still claim still upset still bothered still bothered you know you know, I'm bothered less
0: though. Um because of like my position on Brock Tickle now. <laughs> so I'm your... actually glad Hanny jumped it and passed him.
2: <laughs> what happened with your position on Brock Tickle?
0: Uh well I, I used to think he was a good guy. Oh. I don't think I don't think that so much anymore.
2: Whoa. Oh. Oh. Um,
1: all right. Wow. Oh. Uh, bombshells oh, being dropped out right uh, here
2: in the air. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I uh, see. I saw him do uh, shady business deals with three different people that I know. And it uh, just bums me out.
2: Bums you out. And Pink, yeah, no, no one I'm, likes. That's all I'm going to say about it. No one likes to see a, a bummed out Ping. Nah. Nope. All right. Uh, moving on from that. Um, Stewie's bike, according to all of us, we. We said Stewie's bike was handling fine, according to the notes I was given here. Um, uh, and, and I think, what did Stewie get, second? Didn't he come from the back?
1: He got uh, third. Third. Then he got second. Okay. So i put it one. But, yeah, remember the bike was all over the place in Anaheim Won the previous yes, year? Yes,
2: yes, for sure. And I
1: think we had decided. That's all gone. Bike's awesome.
0: Well, yeah, he, he you know the year before it looked like he was riding something right off the showroom floor. You know, but... It looked better. They hired a suspension guy, right? They had a full-time suspension guy just, you know, focusing on it. And I think it did look better. I think it looked better all year um, as far as just the characteristics of watching it. But it seemed like it would still – and maybe, you know, you you, you don't know if it's James or the bike, but he had a tendency to get a little jiggy here and there.
2: Yeah. No, I think uh, we didn't learn much from the 450 class at A1 because – Stu came from the back. RV did what he was supposed to do. Dunge was solid. Uh, we learned that Chad Reed's going to suck all year. So I guess we did learn that. Um, right. But uh, we didn't learn a whole much from A1. Sort of everybody kind of did what they were supposed to do. So um, anything else about A1? Want to move on? Nah. Okay. Okay. Phoenix Supercross comes. Um, Stewie Traction Gate. Uh, this was, this was, uh, we covered this pretty extensively on the show. I think this was uh, a huge deal at the time, but like, um, like so many other things in our sport, you know, now it's, um, maybe, you know, everybody kind of forgets about it, but at the time, uh, the guys from speed, they really drove the bus right over, uh, over James Stewart. I thought rather wrongly as well.
1: Well, to give you an idea yeah. how much time changes these things it was the JGR team who volunteered to let their radio transmission be aired on TV to make the shows more interesting. Um, They said they're pushing the limits of that wheel sensor, right? And you and I had talked to Coy before the race, and they Mm -hmm. were saying that. Even if they weren't using the wheel sensor for traction control that day, the fact that they had it gave them the potential to use it somewhere down the road, right? That was the – Right. They didn't say that this day, on this particular race, they were cheating, but it opened the door to do it. But what's funny is what team is now working I don't want to preview the silly season podcast but what team is now actively talking to James Stewart about riding yeah. for them and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how far long ago this thing has been forgotten.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, and we also saw this was the this was the race of front end washouts. We ha- we saw James do it in the heat and we saw RV do it in the in the main event. So um both guys and this kind of started front wheel washout gate where we we had a <laughs> I just made that up. A lot of Uh, gates. Yeah, a lot of of gates. Um, 2011 gate. Yeah, we had traction control gate and front wheel washout gate. Um, uh, If you remember that race, though, the impressive thing was that Stewart got out to the early lead, and Poto
1: closed in on him. And then when I interviewed him after the race, he said, yeah, I mean, it's easy to go and get those couple of tenths of a second. It's just hard to get around the guy. And I don't know, have you ever heard someone say that about James Stewart? So I just got to go get a couple of tenths on him. Right, yeah, I think we were impressed. We were shocked, or not shocked, or maybe just really impressed. Like
2: the speed was. Well, as we yeah, as we move on in this preview, I mean, more and more James gets run down or caught. Or, yeah, it just blows my wig back. It continues to yeah. blow my wig back because we yeah. we just never saw that unless he cartwheeled into Row Four, you know. But you just don't right. run him down. And um, so uh, another thing at Phoenix, uh, Jeff Alassy takes out Josh Grant. Why Grant? You uh, on the show. You theorized that when Grant seasons start bad, they end bad, and when they start good, they end good. Um, you you nailed it with this one because uh, his year started bad and it didn't get any better. Yeah, in
0: fact, it started at Preston Anaheim one where he is lucky to
1: walk out of that one alive. Remember that big one he had down that rhythm lane?
2: I wasn't there, but yeah, I heard about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, we had a while go so, that. I even go back before the season. There's the the years when. Um, you know, he was coming off of a shoulder injury from dating all the way back to Southwick the previous year. And he said coming in Anaheim 1, he'd only ridden, I think, the, the factory bike for 10 days or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you know, the year before, or 2009, he went to Anaheim 1 and has a great year all the way through. 2010, gets hurt in Anaheim right before Anaheim 1, had a terrible year all the way through. Like, long since the injury heals, he still has problems. Well.
2: Oh, uh, nine, remember X Games uh, bike malfunction broke both his arms. So it didn't all the way through. It went through July anyways.
1: <laughs> but he was riding well the whole yes, time up yes, until then.
2: Yes, yeah. Yeah. You just said he had a great year all the way through and all I the way through, and yeah. I would digest digress and say that uh you know uh breaking both, and
1: Talies is not great.
2: Yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, uh LA comes and, and Ping and I have a hot dog together in LA, Dodger Dog. Do we have a Dodger Dog? Yeah, they were just no. Nah. Incredibly average. Yeah. Yeah, incredibly average. If not below average. Yeah. Not not good. Um
0: uh, I hear now they have a what do they call it a doyer dog or something like that?
2: And it's <laughs> a little longer? A little bigger? No. Something no, like that? No, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: They throw a little uh Hispanic flair on it. and It's like a little longer dog. I don't know. Anyway, rumor. <laughs> Just a rumor. Maybe this year.
2: Maybe we'll talk about that in the silly season one. Um, all right, silly season. Uh, and besides the hot dog battle, there was a great race between uh, RV, Stewart, and Dunge. Uh, one of the best races uh, we've all seen in a while, huh, Why again?
1: I think that was the best race of the year. I had thrown out this theory that the third race of the year is usually the best one because uh, everyone, it's too early for people to feel like they can't win, like everyone still believes they can win. Um. And there haven't been enough races yet to to mess that up, but also there's been enough races for people to maybe dial in their setup a little bit better. So it's like everyone. If we had a three race Supercross series, every year would be epic.
2: Yes, <laughs> um, yes, good one. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and this one this one's probably the best of the year. And I think also coming out of this one, the impressive thing was that you got to see that Canard was really going to be able to battle with the with the fastest guy.
2: Oh, but Canard's crash. Oh. 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 That's right, the season could have been lost right there. Oh, was it ugly, and did he ever get off That, that, that could have been yet another femur break, easily. Yeah, well, now, knowing what we know now, yeah. <laughs> Femurs are like little tinderboxes. Um, uh, Ping declares Canard will get a win, no doubt. Says he will make sandwiches for him if need be, full-on homo crush. So, yeah, this is the beginning of your Canard love. Yep. Just, I guess just because of the crash coming back, winning the LCQ, and sticking it in there in the main event. Yep. What and about, that crash continues to this. What about L.A., Brett Metcalf leading? What about that?
1: We, no? we no? generally have a tradition of not really mentioning Metcalf It's True. Ever. Good point. Good point. I don't want to mess with that.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> A2 comes around. Um, a couple things. Uh, don't stop the swagger. Uh, Ping alludes to some politics giving Damon Smith more leeway in participating in Pro Supercross despite not being able to jump triples. <laughs> does Ping, can Ping elaborate on those rumors now?
0: You know, I, I never I never could back it up with facts, but I want to know how a guy gets a pro license who cannot jump a Supercross trip. Or when he does, it looks like right. the guy off of Brandon's first race. I mean... <laughs>
2: Is you Brandon's first? Is Brandon's first race where he jumps into the pickup truck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could have been, you know, swagger easy. Right. Could have been the same guy.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. So we don't need to talk about that, do we? Nah. Okay. Uh, Hanny's practice crash at A two essentially ruins his season. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. Because uh, he did get second, or he won, didn't he? Did he win? He won. He won. Uh, we, we had a nasty get off in the crash. In the whoops, of course, um, you know, in, in, in Josh Hansen' tradition, this broken hand becomes the biggest thing milked since the biggest cow uh, ever in the world, because he tells us all in Twitter, or well, you guys, anyways, because I'm blocked. But uh, uh, you know how it's broken, how there's plates and screws, and I mean, we just hear about this hand a, a lot. But he came through at this race. He rode well. Uh, um, and he, he that was a nasty crash, huh, Ping?
0: It was bad. I, I was working for Asterix that night, and when he came into the truck, I mean, he was glazed over like a Krispy Kreme donut. He he did not look good. And, you know, the hand was broken. You know, for sure it was broken. And he did have surgery and plates and stuff. I, to me, that night, that changed the way I thought about Josh Hansen. I went, man, this dude's finally turned it around because, like, it was a gritty ride to be able to come back and do it. And he, when Tomac passed him and he got him right back, I was like, dang.
2: right,
0: Good job. You know, like, I was impressed. And then it seemed like after the break, the wheels fell off for him for one reason or another.
2: It seems like he builds up good karma and then he can't help himself but to just bust that all down, you know, and, and create drama and create problems. Like he, I don't know. He finally realized, you
0: know, you don't know what he's been through, Mathis.
2: Uh, you know what? I don't. You're right. I don't know what he's been through. Only a only slight few of us can know what it's going, like to burn through millions of dollars. Yeah, Agreed? that sucks, man. There could, that definitely could not have been fun. <laughs> no. That, that's terrible.
1: Just terrible. Uh, buying cars and going to L.A. and getting chicks and uh, having fun. God, it yeah. sucks to go through uh,
2: that. Um, but, no, uh, uh, you know, good job on Hannity for, for winning that race. I, I just – for what he did, at, he impressed the hell out of me also. But then what he did at the end sort of made me think, Wow, a leopard doesn't change his spots. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, that's kind of where, where I'm at with that.
1: Um, I think also coinciding with the injury here was uh, I believe we were starting to retreat from our the West isn't very strong point because other riders were starting to figure it out. Cole Sealy won uh, L.A., which is cool, and uh, that ended handy's win streak. Chipotle, but man. Rocks Chipotle. Chipotle. What's that? Chipotle. Apple. Oh, yeah. Facebook. Uh, well, as his agent said, as we mentioned on the show, he didn't need to win another race all year because he won the big one, L.A. <laughs> That's the <laughs> one that matters. Because um, Corbin Blue was there, and he got to see it. And that
0: other guy from the Kardashians.
2: Oh, yeah, and then the, <laughs> thir- the third guy in the Mendelist. He was there, too, the, the third lead in the in Mendelist. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The, the guy that Mathis said is a douchebag on the Kardashian show. That's the kind of people I hang out with.
2: Yeah, all that guy's shot. A, that that's yeah, a, shot. That guy's a huge douchebag. Oh yeah.
1: But uh, Ruxin and Tomac really figured it out. Like the first, you know, Tomac I think got ninth at Anaheim. One didn't didn't really show any flashes, but he was rapidly improving. And then by that uh, time that Hanny got hurt, Ruxin and Tomac are ready to mix it up for wins, and obviously Sealy was already also. So Hanny getting hurt was happening about the same time that the other guys are really starting to figure it out, and I don't think we could say that the West was weak any longer. There were definitely contenders. you also uh, had a tickle in there. Tickle. Um, Cunningham was shockingly
0: uh, consistent with uh, his crashes.
2: Yeah, he was just he was, fast. Yeah. yeah. I, I think at the end of
0: the year, wouldn't you say that maybe the two fastest guys were on the East, potentially, but there was probably a little more depth on the West. Would you say that's
1: a fair statement or no? Uh, there were moments yeah. where I thought it was weird because I think we figured that if everyone was good and healthy, Hanny might be the best light Supercross rider. Um, but he threw that away. But there were times at the end where I, uh, Tomac seemed to do so many things right, especially considering the titles on the line. It was his rookie year. So I started thinking that he might be the best guy of all. I, I,
2: it's hard to say. You don't know yeah. what he's been through. Um, A2, oh, I thought you were Hanny. talking about Hanny. Sorry, oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was looking at my phone. Um, it's my birthday, <laughs> people are texting me. Uh, Dungy's Dungey's chain A2 um, Ooh. comes off, chain and, gate, chain gate. Uh, what can you say? I mean, the start of the of a sort of frustrating season for Ryan Dungy, you know, according to Trey Kennard, he plowed into him pretty good right on the chain side and. Trey thinks that that may have done something. I mean, it wasn't intentional, or well, maybe it was, but whatever. It's the heat of the battle. And uh, that, that that really, that hurt Ryan. He struggled uh, to come back from that all year. He was always at a deficit throughout the season.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to lose the point we had made during that show and during that race. I think Dungey was actually fastest in qualifying that day or something like that and won a heat race. It was looked like he was turning around. But he had a bad start in the main event and wasn't really going forward. And I no. think I, I think we were... Pretty big on that point. Like, man, he maybe would have gotten fifth at best anyway. It's not like he was
2: yeah dominating. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. He was in the traffic. Um,
0: also still give him give him eighteen points on that day. You know? I know
1: we can go round and round yeah, with this, but yeah. yeah. I'm, Which I'm, we have? Like, I'm this I'm, might be the most discussed topic of the year.
2: I'm in Wagant's camp. You just can't give him eighteen points. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Tony lessey returns to the race. Mike's gets best finish of the season so far. Uh, early on, Tony was on the Pulpomex show and said, That's it. Everybody thinks Roger's so good. I'm out. I'm not going to the races. Uh, he can handle Mike Alessi. He can make Mike Alesi tick, and we'll see how good of a manager Roger DeCoster is. And I'm staying home and I'm missing races, and that lasted till round three. And Tony was there.
1: Well, remember, I had the whack a mole theory that Mike was purposely
2: doing bad
1: in order to prove <laughs> this grand theory indeed once and for all. Uh, that he was better with his dad yeah. than he was with DeCoster.
2: And you ran it by some KTM people. And they did, and they agreed. They did not argue with you.
1: <laughs> They're like, yeah, we kind of feel the same way. <laughs> don't, we don't really want to put it out there, but we yeah. kind of feel the same way. Yeah. And then magically, Tony's like, I'm over this. Nobody cares. I'm coming back. And then Mike started to straighten out a couple weeks later. Right. Magically.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, Houston comes. Uh, Trey Kennard wins his first race in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an insane um, – Insane race. It was just nuts. Everybody went down the first turn crash. Um, uh, it was uh, it was the beginning of some craziness on the Supercross season, no doubt about it. And it was good to see Trey Canard win, but at the same time, you kept looking at the back of the pack to see Reedy come through, Stewart come through, you know, everybody kind of come through the pack. It was, uh, it was kind of gnarly.
1: Yeah. Well, remember Stewart had 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 won Anaheim two and did the quads and everything. Yep. These big jumps, and I think leaving Anaheim two, everyone was worried that. He's got the swagger. You can't stop the swagger. And forget those first couple rounds. James Stewart is now going to dominate. Yes.
2: Swaggergate. Swaggergate. I, I, uh, I think I was in that camp. I'm like, here he comes. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. But Houston became kind
1: of the model of all races. Just chaos and, and craziness.
2: Houston is where the Larry Brooks, James Stewart problem started. Really? Yes, in talking to Stewart and Larry. Separate conversations, huh. yes. Um, the, the gate picks at Houston were an issue. Uh, James did not want line to line up there. Larry kind of told him to line up there. And then James – I think James caused the crash, if I remember right. Don't hold me to that. But I believe James caused the crash there and, uh, and you know, kind of blame Larry's gate pick a little bit on that. This is sort of what I gathered. I see. But, uh, hey, uh, um, but then Stewart landed on our buddy JT. And uh, that was it. ACL gate. ACL gate. JT was L out. Gate. Um, and his season and JT's season never got any better. But no one really talked about that.
1: <laughs> but like uh, Kyle Partridge. What? Yeah, Kyle. Partridge. Like Kyle Partridge year before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, remember, Wyndham led, led
2: led that one for a long way. He did, and he went down hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I think he might have had that thing won. I don't know. Trey says that he was catching him pretty good. Um, when I. When I said the same thing to Trey about, hey, Wyndham had that thing won, and you know, Trey didn't really think so, but uh, it was looking good for K Dub, no doubt. Uh, Chisholm crashed hard, remember that? And uh, he, he was that was it for him until, well, that was it for him. Let's just face it. <laughs> uh, uh, it was scary. Why again? Why remember, we drove home after the race, um, drove back to the hotel, we stopped at that taco place. Um, oh yeah, what was that place? Taco Cabana. Taco Cabana, yeah. That oh was man, it's good. Not so good late at night, but good at the time, you know. Yes. Oh, just not good looking. Well, later.
1: remember, we had talked to the Chisholms, who are now
2: married. Yes. Um, we talked to them, congratulations. Right before the yeah, night We show.
1: talked to them before. The, wasn't he? He was, like, fifth fastest in qualifying yes. laps or something yes. like that.
2: And then if he got a top five, was yes. it top five or top three? I don't remember. I think it was five. It was the five, yeah. you got a top five. His fiance had to do a certain give up something, let's say. Had to give something up.
1: Allow him to perform a certain act, yes, I think. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Uh-oh, are you guys talking about the dirt
0: road? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I didn't get to all this. Uh,
1: yeah. Well. I think we are, as a matter of fact. Family show. Wow. But. Uh, he got fifth fastest in qualifying. And we so were it was all coming together for college. And it looked we, like, you know, <laughs> he's really turning around. His career was going up. He's working with Villamin on that team. Things were starting to gel. Dirt road was on
2: his horizon. <laughs> dirt road was on his horizon. And. It just, it went, it, it, disaster. Um, so bummer deal for Chiz, uh, real bummer deal. Get it?
0: Bummer deal. No, no dirt on his tires.
2: Um, uh, Durham broke his foot and Durham came out of the, in the first heat race and he gave Dean Wilson everything that Dean had, that Dean had, uh, or wanted to have, or or whatever the saying is, um. And it was really um, um, it knocked Durham out of the series until later on, but it was a it was a sign of things to come, huh, Wagen?
1: Yeah, good point. Um, it was like you know, again, just like going into Hanktown, nobody was talking about Darren Durham at all. There was this brief moment, but the, I think at that point when he got hurt, everyone just said, "Up, oh. well, that was it. Right. That was his chance.
2: You'll well, never
1: see him do that again."
2: Billy Orsick was talking about Darren Durham, but besides him,
1: yes, yes.
2: So this is the opener. Of the East. East, yeah,
1: yep. This is big. Um, and this becomes another, a, um, yet another in the Supercross classics, Dean Wilson versus Justin Barsha. You have like a highlight DVD of just those two racing each other.
2: Hey, we're just going to ride around and t- t- look at each other and just try to cut each other off. Yeah, while third place catches us. Yeah, catch the fever. Um, yeah, those two began their rivalry uh, there. Um all right, so you, had we talk crap about it, but then we love watching it when it's going on, though. Oh, so yeah. we need
0: to pick a stance.
1: I'm all for it. I'm all no for it, do it. it.
2: Oh, I, I'm okay with it, but I don't want, I, if I'm a team manager, I'm, I don't like it. That's not smart racing. That's not smart racing. Um, so you like, like it or the, you hate it? Well, I can't. I'm going
0: to make you be consistent with it right now.
2: Well, I like watching it, but it's not smart.
1: You're clearly yeah. not a team manager. Steve, <laughs> so, so you're going to enjoy it, but you're going to –
0: uh, talk crap and belittle them for doing no, it.
2: No, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to write in my column, Hey, that was a great race. It was really cool. But dude, these guys need to stop putting their heads on swivels and concentrate on racing forward because it's going to end badly for one or both of them. That's what I would do. Just All right. a word of advice. Um, uh, San Diego Reed's went, Reed wins in the mud, muddy, not, not mud, but mud ish. Um, uh, you know, we all were pretty surprised at this. Uh, but it was cool to see. It was cool to see Reed win.
0: And he kind of called it out. I remember before that race saying, you know,
2: you, San Diego. he always feels
0: good there. Yep. He loves going that place and, you know, wants to get his whatever it was, however many wins in a row or yeah. wins at that stadium.
2: Yeah.
1: And dang wait, do- dang if he didn't do it. Doggone it, he did it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How did Oakland just get skipped? <laughs> Missed the Oakland Supercross altogether.
2: Hey, Swiss core. Thanks,
1: Swiss. And I only remember this because remember Reed got a podium yes. and it was oh, like, yeah. oh, isn't that great? One yeah. more time. Chad yeah. Reed gets one more podium before he retires. Yeah, absolutely. You're right.
2: Uh, Good for him. Smash back The old Oakland. man. Right. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Uh, at least it's not going to be a total failure for him. He did make a podium. Good job, Chad. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah. then he wins in, in San Diego. Um. Uh. I'm just skipping along. If you guys have something to say about a particular race, just...
1: he wins San Diego. Now, Kennard came in there with a bunch of confidence because they won Houston, and Kennard actually led. Didn't he lead like nine different he times led, in the main event? And yeah. They kept falling over. Yep.
2: At least for sure for a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then Stewart um, stalled. But basically, it was another mortal night. Yes. For James Stewart.
2: And and I believe in the interview after, which kind of shocked me, because see Stewart. This is, the, this, is the, this is the Rubik's Cube that is James Stewart. Pre-race, pre-season, pre-season, yeah. press conference, uh, a SAP reporter who doesn't follow our series, but Danny Hartwig probably put him in the front row from like the Orange County Register or LA Times, said, hey, what about your win or crash statement? Don't you think it's better to just slow down and maybe get a third? And James ripped into him and said, uh, you know, that's what I do. I win or I crash, you know, blah, blah, blah. He kind of, kind of belittled the reporter a little bit. Then at San Diego, he says, and I believe in a race director, interview, maybe that you did why again. He says, you know what? On this night, I'm just taking a third. Yes. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, what? what, what maybe you should call that reporter up before Anaheim won. <laughs> Say, hey, bro, sorry, you know. Um, Remember, he tweeted also after the
1: race, he said, a lot of people are asking me what went wrong. Here's what happened. I got beat. Merry Christmas, LOL.
2: Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that, but just, you it know, just. Okay. Merry Christmas. What is it, James? I mean, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Like, uh, um, you know, that's all. I, I mean, if if he'd come and said that from the beginning, then great, you know. Yeah. Wreckers are checking. Really Wreckers are had a
1: bad one there. He um, had parts hanging off his bike. No rear traffic. No rear fender. Yep. Loon large later in the year.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Atlanta. This is the Reed Bubble incident. This was a race. This was an insane race. I just was sitting in the press box and just going, you know, I've seen everything now. Crazy. We and we kind of all agreed, if I remember right, that dude. It's lap nineteen. The door is kind of open. You got to take it, right? Looking back, do we all sort of still think that? I do. That's right. that yeah, situation, you got to go for it. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think so. It was a little dirty, no doubt. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, 19. So I
1: think what made this season so cool is that, you know, we tried so hard to read into each race and what it was going to mean for the next round because normally in this sport, you know, one thing starts to swing in one direction. That's the way they keep going. But it kept changing. Who would have thought just a few weeks earlier that after Atlanta you're leaving it and you're like, Reed and Stewart are the two top guys. They were clearly the fastest two. Villapoto won the race, and then we had Giftgate because he was accused of getting a gift. The Kawasaki guys were not happy about
2: that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giftgate. But it was like, we are
1: back to 2009. Stewart and Reed are the two fastest guys. Right. Who would have thought this?
2: Screw Um, all these kids. Weird. You know, and and, and at no point, let's pay attention, at no point, people, is anybody saying Ryan Dungey's name right now because he just had a so-so Supercross season. The defending champion – was, and I, I was getting hammered, and I still get hammered for this. Uh, he just, what was the, I see, I, I know pornography when I see it. That was my line. Yeah, it was that analogy. Yes, which may have been a little overdramatic, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I saw it, and we all saw it. He didn't have it, these guys. He was, he was fast and consistent, but he didn't have what these other three guys had at this point. Everybody agree? Yeah, know, that, what
1: do you my, say? My my point has been that at different points during the races, each one of those guys, even Kennard, had times you're like, "Man, he might just be the fastest guy in this whole group. He might be the guy that grabs the momentum. He might be the guy that." And Dungy, every week you were hoping or thinking it might happen, but I don't know if you ever got to that point. Even when he wins a race in Toronto later, I don't think there was ever a signature race where you said, "Man." Dungy is the man right now, and I feel like the other four guys, even Kennard, had that moment. All right. I I, I, I view Dungy a little bit more like like Stanton. I mean, very rarely did you
0: watch Jeff Stanton at a race and go, "Oh, he's he's the fastest dude by far." Yeah. But because he's not real flashy, he doesn't. You know.
2: Not like Timmy. he's not. He's not at all like Timmy.
0: But but he you know he doesn't he gets. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't slow down. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And, you know, at the end of every championship, he's right there.
2: The Dungeonator.
0: So it was hard to say if, man, he he just doesn't have what these guys have or that's just him. He's just steady, consistent.
2: Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike, our body. You'll find deals like a showy VFXW helmet for three Oh nine 99, 45% off or Smith piston goggles for 32 99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOSports.com. Um, I do like, um, at the at the Atlanta, you know, obviously there was this the the um the feelings were 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 pretty harsh between Reed and Bubba. I had I have a podcast that never saw the light of day due to a few different issues with Baba, where he's saying I like Chad, I'm gonna share a Starbucks with him one day, and uh, we're gonna sit down and have a have a mocha, a chocolate mocha, and uh, and we'll talk about old times. Now after Atlanta, which always which led to Daytona opening ceremonies, which is one of my favorite stories. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But now, again, like we talked about earlier in the show, guess who's talking about riding for whom? Stewart and Reed. And they appear to have made up. So it's just you never know in this industry and in sport, business makes strange bedfellows, right? It was yeah, like Buddygate. It. it was Buddygate. <laughs> they were <a> pals. <laughs> well, it was uh, of the Brooksgate. That was why. Oh, Atlanta was Brooksgate, yeah. Atlanta was Brooksgate. They sort of bonded over that. Then they all fell apart.
0: See, they built a bridge by hating Larry Brooks together. See how that works?
2: And um, Larry, Larry, fa- fa- Larry went on family time. Uh, this yeah. is the start of Larry Brooks's family time. And apparently now it's over. He's done with his family. Um, okay, uh, next round, Daytona. Uh, opening ceremonies. Uh, Stewart's <laughs> supposed to line up next to Reed, and he wedges er, – does Stewart wedge between Shorty and someone, or does Reed do yeah, it? Yeah, cause yeah, because
1: Stewart came out. I guess Stewart was ahead of Reed in points at that point, I think. So Stewart was coming out after him. And so Reed comes out. There's Reed and 10 feet of space to Reed's left, clearly for for the next rider to line up and park next to him. Right. They're all parked next to each other. But instead, Stewart hangs a sharp right and wedges himself between the four inches of space between Andrew Short and a hay bale. So he does not have to... S- <laughs>
2: And then you say like short the,
1: for fear of a conversation starting.
2: And then you say like short was like oh okay all right. Oh my short
1: I, I think shorty smiled. What do you think? Yeah, I imagine that, right? <laughs> all
2: <laughs> I don't right, no shorty problem. Much of a reaction. Yeah, let me move over. No problem.
1: Uh, uh, the friendship. I think the joke was on the podcast that the Reed Stewart friendship lasted seven hours. Yeah. From track walk <laughs> and Brooks officially not being there till the end of the main event.
2: And that was it. Um. Daytona, though, um, the race itself, uh, wow. Um, I don't know what was more gnarly, James Stewart's crash, get up, get 10th, or James Stewart jumping that wall uh, by the mechanics area, outside the mechanics area. I don't know what's more insane. I'll tell you what was the most insane, James Stewart jumping that wall after getting
0: up from that crash <laughs> with a bike that's
2: all tacoed Oh, man, I'll tell and you what. And a
0: you know, good hit to the head or whatever. like right. that's
2: Oh, this was, this was uh, medicate. Medic gate. Remember yep. the medic, the medics should have stopped him, pulled him off the track.
0: Yeah, how dare they let a guy continue to race? <laughs> he was clearly, you know, not not with his senses.
2: No, no, not at all. Getting up and jumping the next finish line double and then <laughs> jumping the wall. Um, yeah, pulling a tear off
0: and then jumping a triple, like immediately.
2: Things yeah, start between between Atlanta and Daytona and then Indy the next week. You were like, oh, and then Jacksonville. Sorry, I'm looking down the list. It couldn't have gone any worse for James Stewart at this point. I mean, it was just one thing after another.
0: Well, when was, uh, when was police officer gate? Because that was right around then too, wasn't it?
2: Uh, police officer gate. Pullover gate? What are we going to call that? that was, that's light gate. Light gate. <laughs> okay. um, when was light gate? Code three gate. Wagan, do you remember?
1: Uh, let me see if I can figure this out. Was it before? Was it before Jacksonville? No, it was before uh, Dallas, I believe.
2: Yeah, I would say later on. Yeah, I knew it wasn't uh, his
1: home state because it was like a big deal. Like you know, we were like, will he be able to travel beyond state right. borders? Yeah, um, it happened after Jacksonville. I think it was before Dallas.
2: We'll get to that. Whatever.
1: Okay. Whatever happened with that, though. By
2: the way, did he? Well, last I heard, the he got off, and then the prosecutors. Um we're refiling charges because they said it's bullcrap that he got off. And I never heard anything from then. So, um, Daytona, uh, Dungy, uh, broke a motor in the heat race and had a go to the LCQ Had a, uh, still got third or second that night. Um, and did well considering uh, his starting position Ian treadle crash. Um, never, never raced again. Ian treadle. Um, went down hard in practice, and I I believe that this probably had an effect on his teammate, Jason Anderson. Uh, Jason Anderson-Gate. Jason Anderson-Gate. How could it not? Um, So, bummer deal for Ian Trennell. Ping, do you know what he's up to? Do you know what he's doing? Any word? Haven't heard a word, no. I haven't. Uh, On a related note,
0: though, uh, you know, Logan Darian, who is one of the designers and owners of Deft, uh, had a big one last weekend, and he kind of same thing, big brain injury just like Ian's. Uh, although it seems like he's coming out of it a little better, he's, you know, um, making improvements every day, remembering things more and more. Um, so good, good to see him not not having this It's funny how two guys can hit the same way or have you know a crash. It's yeah, just as big, and one guy comes out easier than the other.
2: Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Anyway, no, I haven't
0: heard anything about Ian. What he's up to or how he's doing. They, they, their whole family's kind of keeping it
2: right. private, you know. So yeah, the, uh, the the it just started going downhill for Stewart at this point. It just really started going uh, sideways. We went to Indy the next week, and Weege. Do you remember he uh, did he get fourth, third?
1: I think he got. Second. I can look it up right here. I believe he got second. Did but it he? was just wild. Yeah, it was second. Reed had kind of an off night.
2: He almost bought the farm three, four, five times in the early early opening laps. I mean, he's just coming oh, right off the most the unbelievable
1: non-crash ever, and that's saying a lot for a guy who's had a lot of those. Yeah.
2: But at this point, it was like, what is going on with this guy?
1: Um. Yeah, that was – Reed had a little bit of an off night. He wasn't on the same pace he was in Atlanta and Indy or uh, Daytona. Yeah. Just held off Dungey, you know, at the wire for no, third. Did he, or it did Dungey get him? No, I remember Dungey being very mad that he didn't get him. Oh. A rare display of – Emotion. Right.
2: Yeah, because Reed was going inside to inside and being like, "Yeah, go ahead and try to pass me."
1: Yeah, Reed um, Reed probably Villapoto whipped won and now Villapoto had a little win streak going.
2: Um, Reed probably whipped out the catching me is one thing, passing me is another line that he loves to to use.
1: Or the what did uh, what did Ping suggest he have in the back of his pants? Hi Ryan. Hi Ryan. <laughs> 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 they never use that. It's a shame.
2: It is a shame. Real shame, I tell you. Hi Ryan. <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, but but uh, what, did Villapoto have three in a row at this point?
2: Yeah, Atlanta, he got the gift. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yep. Daytona, he won conventionally. Uh, Indy, it was good. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, it was looking like Ryan Villapoto was taking control of the series, which we all thought it would come down to Villapoto or Stewart, I think, at the beginning of the year. Did we not? I know I called James Stewart – before the ti- before the season, I called him, you know, all the stupid stuff I do, podcasts, shows, whatever. I was saying, James Stewart's going to win the title. So, I know I went with James Stewart.
1: What'd I think you- uh, after the first few races, it seemed like it was a two-man battle. Reed hadn't found his game yet. Kennard was still new to it. And Dungey didn't quite seem on the level of Poto and Stewart. It looked like it was going to be those two. And then Stewart started having problems. Definitely after three wins in a row and, a, what, a 21-point lead, it looked like it was all Ryan Villopoto.
2: Yeah and then we come to Jacksonville and and I mean this was James Stewart's chance RV did not qualify the first turn was a little screwed up no doubt but I you know I'm not going with I'm not going to put the blame on dirt jerks or or anybody else it was a little jacked up front turn but like Wyndham told me after we all we all can you know go around a turn without using our rear brake so it was tight but anyways um RV didn't qualify. Brayton didn't qualify. Wagant, which, by the way, first Brayton mention of the show. Yeah, we, we
1: don't really we don't really talk about him, do we?
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> um, overrated. Uh, and so this is Stewart's chance. And what happens? He goes out in the first turn, gets backboarded off. I mean, just what else could happen? Uh, you know, in this ser- series, Supercross season. That's, that's just what I was thinking.
0: Um, little did what you else? know. He would throw a light up on his car and get arrested weeks later.
2: Him and Rado are like, hey, let's beat some traffic here. <laughs> you know what? Um, but Thinking about Jacksonville, um, what do we think now? Uh, to me, that's a real turning point. James had a chance to move into the points lead um, at that race and went out in the first turn. And, and well, If you remember, he was blazing fast in practice, of course. Who won that race? Did Reed win?
1: Canard uh, won. Canard won. Canard won. won. But here's the thing: when 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 Villapoto crashed, um, I remember everyone in the press box said, "Well, that's it. Stewart's just going to win the main event. He'll leave with the points lead. It's over." And then Villapoto was interviewed on TV and said the same thing himself. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just giving him 25 points. No mention at all of any other riders. No. And Reed was not very pumped on that. Um, after the race, I think you were, you were both over there, Steve, and he's like, uh, I was checking my phone after the heat race and Villapota didn't qualify, and some people I really respect in the industry, like yourself, and other people were like, we finally have a series. It's on now. This is really going to tighten things up. And his thing was that it was tight all along. He was in a good position. Right. Um, Reed was kind of bummed that no one was even thinking of him. And then when Stewart went out, but it really was like, oh, here it is. Stewart's just going to reel off a win streak. It's over. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, I thought that. And, yeah. and I remember from that
0: race, too, thinking, <clears throat> Dungey got through the first turn clean, and he still couldn't win. You know, like right. those yeah, two got, main guys he, that he has to compete against, you'd think at that point, are out.
2: They, yeah. And he still can't win. They motored away from him, as a matter of fact. <sighs> this was did not qualify, Gate, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, nope, no, no points gate. An overlooked, while well, Stewart got one. An overlooked oh. uh, part of this race was uh, the effect it had on Matt Gurkey and his Canadian oh. title hopes. It, mm. it, you know, it took three or four Canadian national rounds for Matt to get back into uh, shape from his injuries from the oh. Jacksonville first turn. How many people know this? Gurkygate, Gate.
1: JT, Kyle Partridge, and the rest. Yeah, Gurkygate. Gate. But it was actually Matt Bonney that caused the whole incident. Was it? Yeah, Bonney hit – his bike, his bike blew up. Oh, that's up, right. Or, yeah, yeah, something, yeah, that one, yeah, something like that. Yep, yeah, that's right. This, was, this one was not blamed on Stewart.
2: No, no. no. Um, the next week uh, – the week before Toronto was Stewart was Lightgate. Because we were wondering if he could go to Toronto. Oh, Lightgate was before Toronto. Yes, according to my notes here. Which, this is, but the same guy forgot Oakland. So, I thought for sure it was before <laughs> Dallas. No, I think it was Toronto. I remember the whole because I was getting tweets and emails about the Canadian thing and the borders and all that because all the Canadians were like, "He ain't gonna get in. He ain't. He's not, he's not gonna get in."
1: Oh, like you know, you know more than yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they do take. They don't fool around. If you do have a an arrest, you, you have trouble. Yeah. But uh, but Toronto came. Dungey finally pulls out a win, rode well, rode great. And if you remember, this was Stewart and R V coming together on that turn before the start straight.
1: Yeah, that's right. They bumped into each other and it was not the same. But both of them weren't the same. No after Jacksonville. Yeah. No. They were battling for seventh or eighth. I mean I'm sure they would have moved up yep. a little more. But they were not clearly the two best guys in this it, race at it was like, point.
2: Yeah, I know. It was, it was at this point, Reed went into the points lead after Toronto. Yeah. yeah which was, you know, mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, it was like that, that race. I mean, obviously for Stewart, you'd understand how that could rattle his confidence. But even just not qualifying and losing those points really affected Villapoto. Yeah, I agree. And it seemed like yep. he didn't bounce back from that like he, the way you would have expected him to.
2: It took him a few races. No doubt. Yeah. Um, and it goes to show you, Ping, it's such a mental game, huh? Like, fans and even guys like me uh, don't always realize it's such a mental game with these dudes.
0: Yeah, at that level, it's, right. they're all really talented. So it, it's just who's got their poop in a group upstairs, you know? If, you're, yeah. if you believe, you know what I mean? If you believe in yourself, that usually translates to, and while you're riding on the track.
2: And it's insane to to think about how much money these guys have and how everybody wants their autograph and everybody loves them and there's posters on the wall and, and you know, they're making millions of dollars and everything's taking care of them. And they're still so fragile upstairs.
0: <laughs> right? They are. I mean, even- Literally, you could you could tweet... I could tweet something right now or you... Oh, just slanderous or, you know, something about it. And they would be... You know it would be a big uproar, they'd be really upset about it, and that's where or, or, or pissed about it, or whatever.
2: And that's where I think now Reed has some stories, you know, out there in the, in the paddock. I just got back from the destination, so I'll use the word paddock. Um, Reed has some stories out there in the paddock about, you know, him being a little off center with bike setup and things like that. But yet, I would say that I think he's maybe this one of his strongest points is his mental outlook. How do I
1: yeah, but we said that about Villopoto, um also. Yeah, for sure, Reed, I think, is the best at ignoring, you know, the facts that should be clear in front of your face and just coming back to win another race the next weekend anyway. You know, I, it, for like 10 years, people have been, yeah, uh, yeah, he's not at this guy's level, he's not at that guy's level, he's not at this guy's level, and then he wins. And then people are like, well, we should have never doubted him in the first place. Right. But he never, never doubts himself. I'm talking like three straight years of Stewart Carmichael ass whippings didn't even make an impact, <laughs> and Carmichael would even say that. Yeah, he's like but, the dude just takes his butt whippings and comes back the next week and thinks he can win again.
0: But didn't nobody's know. immune to it because that crash in Millville got to him.
2: Period. Good point. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Good point. Good point. This, uh, check check for ping. Yep. Ping. Ping for ping. Well, you
0: know you you, you you look that crash over and go, wow, that could have gone wrong about a hundred different ways. That is a little I had no control of it.
2: It's a little different because that's crash-induced. and You're induced. completely retarded. That that's going to sink in a little. Yeah, you're yeah. Go, no.
1: <laughs> wow. So so that would be the key to actually being mentally tough. <laughs> Just being retarded completely. Just forty-seven
0: chromosomes.
2: Um. Now it's a little different. That's a little. I, I I totally agree with you, Ping. It's a little different because it's a injury, crash, scary moment. Um, it wasn't I,
0: an injury. I mean, well, okay. Dang that, uh, but he wasn't injured.
2: Okay. All right, let's move on. It's Uh,
0: mental. It's mental. All
2: right, let's move on. But remember with Villapoto, we said all
1: year that that is also one of his strengths. As as Ping explained, he doesn't get lost upstairs. You know, there's so much. He doesn't overthink things. He's not overly complex. It's just like, hey, I'm going to show up, and if I'm fast enough, I'm going to win, and if I'm not, I'm not going to win. So I was amazed for him, who I think that's one of his strengths also. Even at that level, even he wasn't immune to it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, and
0: and and look what it didn't even take a
1: a crash or getting beat like he
0: he had a couple of fluke deals happen in a weird first turn and didn't qualify. And that affects him. Like you know, you could see reads where that would get to you. You, you right. escape death narrowly. Yeah. But like just not qualifying for a race that's going to spin you out. I mean, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you're right. He didn't even get beat in the race. We didn't
2: even race the race. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dallas, uh, Dallas comes – well, first of all, let me just once again talk about how the crown jewel of the series is Toronto, no doubt, in my mind. Um, fantastic wow. city, fantastic race. Um, love that well, place. What's the place? The Loose Moose? Three years ago? Yeah, the Loose Moose. space. Um. Anyways, um, next round, uh, Dallas. And this was also yet another – turning point in a season of turning points because uh, there was that section of whoops that everyone, could, even including probably Stevie Wonder, could see James Stewart going to crash in these whoops. Um, he was going through them incredibly fast, but also incredibly on the edge. He finally crashes, but only he takes out a charging Chad Reed. And Reed goes on the concrete, and Reed loses the points race. The points series. Points lead.
1: And and that was that little bit of momentum shift for him too, because Reed came in there with the points lead. Villapoto was knocked back a bit. And uh Reed was ahead of Villapoto in the race at that point, wasn't he? I think they yes. were in second and third.
2: Yes, second and third. Yeah.
1: And Kennard was in the lead. So a very good chance that Reed was just gonna finish in front of Villapoto again, further extend the points lead, and just keep on rolling.
2: Yeah, Reed was coming. He was riding well. Yeah. Passing James, catching James, passing him once again catching James Stewart and uh passing him and, and, and you know, taking off. And Instead, we saw just, you know, more unbelievable action. Yeah. Stewart launching wasn't
0: it. Wasn't this also a double crash gate where Stewie picked his bike up, rode about six whoops, and then went over the bars again? I think that was Salt Lake, but it could have happened twice.
1: Yeah. I'm not ruling out that it happened twice.
2: Uh, yeah, Salt Lake did that. Uh, uh, so Dallas, Kennard won. He was out of it at this point because, no, he wasn't. No, After Dallas, he was, Dallas, really he was back into it. 12 points out.
1: 16 points out? It was like that 14 or something, but we had all five guys right. within like 14, 15 points.
2: It's pretty much ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, and uh, now you're starting to think Kennard could be the
1: favorite. Even though he's fifth in points, it's not a lot of points to make up. And he had just won a race, and Reed right. and Stewart and Villapota had their problems. We still hadn't. Okay, you think after Toronto, Dungey's going to go on a roll, and he it didn't make it happen. God, I just feel like we're just bagging on Dungey the whole time. Um, yeah,
2: you are. You really are. I guess so. But
1: at that point, leaving there, you're like, maybe Kennard could win this whole thing.
2: Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, but Kennard's momentum comes to an end. The next week, we have our first weekend off um, <sighs> of the series, and Kennard breaks his femur while testing yeah. outdoors. And Ping cries himself to sleep that night.
0: <laughs> they are all <laughs> accurate statements.
2: <laughs> um, Salt Lake City. Now, here is where... RV really came through. Um, you know, it, it didn't look good. His momentum. Okay, was...
1: wait. Here's what I don't get. Okay. Here's what I don't get. What? We. I'm going to look at the results for now on. Swizzcore's way off. We're skipping massive chunks of races.
2: Huh?
1: Yeah, we're skipping massive chunks of races. Okay. Yeah. We 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 we're forgetting Stewart coming back and winning, and then igniting crying gate.
2: Oh yeah, St. Louis. God. Swiss score. Yeah. What are you Let's doing? Pull this guy out. Okay, you're Toronto, we have Dallas. Then we have St. Louis. How do you give me a list of the races and you forget races? Yeah. Saint I'm Louis. docking his pay. St. Louis,
1: Stuart, Crying Gate.
2: Okay, Crying Gate. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right. St. Saint Louis comes. Stewart finally wins. He won two races in a row, didn't he, before Salt Lake? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was starting to look good again.
2: What was the other one? What's the other race? St. Louis? Uh, um, Seattle.
1: Seattle. Yeah.
2: Seattle. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's, let's cover those races. They're not on my list, but let's cover them.
1: Um so Stewart wins, Dungey gets second. And right. then the big question is, did Stewart really cry or was that fake?
2: Yeah, and I, I thought anybody who says he fake cried is ridiculous and out to lunch and a moron. And I still stand by that statement. That's all.
0: Hey, I hate even fake cry. I, I don't care who you are. You know, you, especially you had a bad year like that.
2: You got it's light- emotional up there when you win. Yeah. I mean, You got Lightgate, Brooksgate. Yeah. Crash gate, gate, medic gate, it's all coming down on Stewie at this point. And, and yeah, he lets some real emotion out. And then jackholes in the media and, and in the pits just say, yeah, oh, he's faking it.
1: It has always been the James Stewart thing, isn't it, that everything is questioned. Yeah. Everything yeah. is
2: questioned. It is. You're right. It is. Everything. Everybody wonders what is the real story.
1: You know, I always go back to 2008 uh, um, when he tore his ACL on Supercross. And he had to have Simon Cudby videotape him getting knee surgery because everyone thought he was just doing it as a fu to Monster Energy drink. Thus, <clears throat> proven inaccurate when he came back and won 24-24 motos on a Monster Energy Kawasaki, and you didn't hear anyone say, whoops, sorry,
2: after that one. I guess, though, there's a reason why people say this, right? They didn't, they're not pulling it out of the air. It's because the secrecy... Of the family and of James himself—is that why people do this? Why do they do this, and they don't do this with anybody else? Um, is it has he brought it on himself in one way? I'm not so sure, but that's a question to ask.
1: I I think so. I think so. You know, secrecy overall right <clears throat> leads you to question everything. Are you really getting the straight story? Because. Other guys just wear it on their sleeve and just tell you what's up.
2: Well, that's that, – and, that, and this is what I've been telling people a few times, and we'll go off topic here a little bit, but we do have to start wrapping this thing up. Um, you know, Justin Barsha struggled early in the outdoors, uh, wasn't himself. And, uh, in turn, you know, the, the, the team – one of the team owners was calling the media and saying, hey, guys, listen, uh, you're probably wondering what's going on with Justin. We are too. We sent him for some tests. He's got mono. He's had it for a little while. It's working its way through the system. I think you'll see a better Justin Barsha in two or three weeks. And all of us media guys went, "Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense." And we still, we kind of put it out there. And we, in the meantime, I mean, Barsha could have been, you know, doing blow off a of hooker's back the night before the races, or he could have been, you know, uh, just basically legally drunk when he showed up and still trying to race. And I'm not saying he was, but the point is, is there was a perfect. Damage, control, reason, put out there by his team, and everybody was happy, and it all worked out. And this is where other people in our sport don't get it. If you just come out and talk, right, it stops all of the other <laughs> bullshit.
0: Yeah, r- radio silence does not work in this industry. Way no. too chitty-chatty.
2: And I've told the owner of Geico, uh, uh, Jeff Mashak, I've been like, hey, thanks, man, that's awesome. Uh, thank you for the call, and now we know, and now I will lay off Barsha whole shotting and fading back to 10th, you know? Uh, I'll be like, hey, he's sick, he's struggling. And, hey, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not going to ask to see the medical reports. Nobody is. And so whether it's true or not, that's the proper way to handle it. It really is.
1: Yeah, and the somewhere, somewhere along no, the line, I think much. James
0: – sorry, Weech.
1: No, well
0: uh, – so, Somewhere along the line, I think James got, you know, alienated by people saying mm-hmm. whatever they said about him, and he went from – you know, remember remember his first couple of years, how smiley he was. Doing he doing the
2: sprinkler. He was doing the breakdancing. Yeah, and he loved it. You know, he, he,
0: you just look at him and he starts smiling. And um, that was like kind of infectious. You know, even if you're like, oh, wow, this dude's really doing a sprinkler right now. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, it was cool still to right. see like a kid who was just like having fun. And right. then at some point, and I don't know where exactly it was. Right. It changed. Right. He's uh, not having fun anymore. and He doesn't. You know, you see him at a, a press function, and he's just straight-faced, and he's...
2: Yeah.
0: No, I, I, I don't know. I agree. He doesn't we, seem like he's having fun at all. And if he could figure it out, you know, and I think Reed went through a little bit of that, too, for a while, where he wasn't good with the media, and I don't think he liked it, and kind of was throwing his finger up there, the middle finger up to everybody, but once he figured out that that wasn't working, now he's, like, one of the best
2: at it. Yeah. You know? He's captain Twitter and good at interviews. And he texts me the other day. He says, oh, Hey, Mathis, if you need me for anything, here's my Australian phone number that works. All right? I mean, like, who does that? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, Thank you. Geez. Thank you. Uh, uh, and I mean, whatever. Uh, do you agree with that, uh, Wagon? Yeah, we've gone
1: over this a million times, for sure. There have been moments of weird secrecy and stories that we'll never get the answer to with Stuart because they didn't talk to anyone. I think it goes back to 05 when he first started <clears throat> not winning every race he was in. And then he's pulling out of Nationals mysteriously and not answering the questions. And poor Kawasaki PR people are going up there in front of the firing squad with no information.
2: Um, and why, again, you, you wrote that he folded in Vegas?
1: Yeah, Racerex put that Bubba folds for the U.S. Open when he, let's see, did a press conference the day before the race saying how pumped and ready he was. And then the next day was sick and couldn't race with no explanation at all.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. You do some things like that, and then you're bound to be questioned forever. But he could fix it, yeah. If he just becomes he's sprinkler, sprinklering these things, which Sprink- I doubt he does. But if he heard us saying that, you know, just follow the Chad Reed model, that probably is a gut punch for him. But it's true.
2: Yeah. Start doing a sprinkler. He was
1: not loved like this three years ago. No chance.
2: Chad Reed? No. Yeah. No. no.
1: Um, Maybe four years ago.
2: Okay. So Stewart wraps off, rips off two wins in a row: um, Seattle, <clears throat> St. Louis, and now is within. I don't know. Seven of the lead, ten of the lead. It's close enough where we start doing the math.
1: Oh, Weech!
2: Uh, oh, you get mad though when people start doing math.
1: I, I but this time I had to agree. <laughs> okay. All right. it, we
2: started doing the math.
1: I think it was seven behind, and it was like, okay, if Stewart wins the last two. Villapoto has to finish second of the last two, and man, there's a lot of pressure there because that is not easy with this group. Um, and then Stewart, lo and behold, gets out in the lead the next race in Salt Lake City, and. Phillip and reader battling for seconds, so you're thinking this whole thing is on, and then, then comes two crash gate.
2: Yes, two crash gates. Oh, so it was Salt Lake when, when Stewie did that? Stewie washed out in the, in the berm, went down, and then got up, went through, I don't know, three-quarters of a whoop section, and went over the bars.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> it was uh, another unbelievable night in an unbelievable season.
1: Uh, it was his whole season wrapped up in yeah. one a hundred foot section of track
2: yeah, pretty much uh in control Multiple
1: lights, i guess Couple Couldn't figure out where the lights involved
2: yeah, 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 there's no lights um but yeah it was uh it was a it was a clutch ride by r v and you know he needed to win it was it was not looking good for him, and Stewart needed to keep on the momentum, and that was it, Salt Lake City changed everything. we went into Vegas with you know not a lot of uh not a lot of um i guess uh tension.
1: Yeah, but we did have a lot of greatest season ever banners. Yes, Yes. Had a lot
2: of. Well,
0: and, and and the lights class in Vegas sort of upheld the uh, yeah mantra for the season because that was some good racing.
2: Yeah, we haven't touched on the light cla- lights class too much. Uh, we haven't touched on some races. Turns out from, from my notes here, <laughs> but um, um, in Vegas again, James Stewart's leading, jumping things that nobody can jumps. Wyndham starts figuring out that quad at the end of the straightaway, catches up to James, and then we sort of saw James fall apart again and just crash again. And, and that was it. Pulled out for the – you know, he didn't race uh, DNF that year, DNF Vegas. Just a crazy ending to the yeah.
1: year. Yeah, Wyndham started to find his stride there, kind of like in replacement for Kennard. Like once Canard went out before Seattle, it was about the same time where Wyndham – was getting back in a position where he might have been able to win a race again. Yeah. And, and of course the fans love that.
2: Right. And at the end of the year, uh, Ryan Van wins the Supercross title in, in what has to be, I, I would even, I didn't even check the records or, or anything. I, I wouldn't know how to check them. There's no way a champion has ever did not qualify. Right. That we can pretty much assume that.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't see how it's possible. Yeah. Uh,
2: I do like how our archives are getting better in the sport, but they're still not that good,
1: by the way. Um, you know, the Vegas Supercross, the main event, went right down. I mean, Reed beat Dungey by, like, three inches just to, to sign the series off with a ridiculous, unbelievable finish, of which I don't think people even remember anymore because there were so many other moments. That was only, like, yeah, that was, like, number 23 on the list. Oh, the final race of the year comes down to, like, half a bike length, and two guys battling for the win. Ah, that's nothing compared to all the other gates. Yeah,
2: Reed, Reed ended up winning the race um, and, and got second in the series. People kind of forget that, too. Got second.
0: Wait, you guys are missing the biggest thing of that whole night. What? Reed won the Rock Hard Ride Hard Award.
2: Oh, yes, of course, <laughs> of course. How, do, how could we forget? How can you guys forget that? And did he did he get voted on it by the fans, or did, did Brett just choose him? I don't remember.
0: I what? don't know. A Bigger question to me, is Brett Michaels bald or not? <laughs> What's under that little do-rag hat thingy? I, I think he's balder than a baby's butt. Oh, for he sure. he got a little wigger, little how about, fake hair chunk that comes out the back.
2: Uh, how about when he was in the hospital and they still had the bandana on him in photos? They released photos <laughs> no. of him with the bandana on him. Dude, you won't see that guy with his hat on. He is bald. I'm just wondering, like, and, you know, the fine folks at Feld Entertainment, um, they do a great job with our series. But I'm just wondering, could they find a bigger joke, a bigger sort of reality – uh, punchline, reality TV punchline then Brett Michaels, is it possible they found the biggest douche ever to give this award? like is there anybody anybody worse besides that guy from Kardashians? Like if that guy in Kardashians walked out with a sweater around his neck and gave, us a, gave the guys an award, that might top: you know, it. but other than that I've
0: heard i've heard this could be rumor 2012 series will have a smoke card drink card award with Charlie Sheen.
2: Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, I I heard there was a Casey Anthony <laughs> award being placed out there for um you know biggest get off. Mm. Amanda Knox, Blah, psh, the, killer <laughs> move of the year. The the, <laughs> the the thing is is like I kept thinking to myself, guys, guys, Brett Michaels isn't cool. Like you're really promoting this. Like the, like if you want to do it, right on. Great job. I mean,
0: I, I, there, there had to be something something political going on there, right? Because they beat that thing like a crazy person. On a TV I was like, broadcast. guys, if people
2: like, are watching over this. Over and over, they talk about it. If people are watching this, they're not going to think we're cool. Like, this isn't cool, you know? I don't know. I just Why, well, again, what do you think? I don't
1: think that they knew that that wasn't cool. I think they thought it was really cool. And they
2: – he didn't a
1: name. Really? Rock hard, ride hard oh award? Lord. Okay. Okay. Here's my only. This is where my insight comes from. I know uh, from years of doing the program for the events. Um, you yeah, know, there's times where some celebrities stop by, like Ben Stiller's been on the infield in Anaheim or the Charlie's Angels. Bergy, you know, gals were there or whatnot, and they were always so big on get the photos of celebrities in there. Let people know if you go to a Supercross, you might meet celebrities. I feel like that's a. They, they feel like that's putting Supercross on the map. If we can get any sort of mainstream celebrity person attached. That makes it seem bigger. And here we are, an hour ago in this conversation, saying it's so weird. that This sport doesn't get any traction in the mainstream. I guess that's an attempt to do that. And then we, and we just bag on it.
2: Well, but that's the. Well, uh,
0: I, I I did see Avril Lavigne and Brody Jenner getting drunk at the Not Hole Club once this year.
1: Were they with Sealy? No, they
0: they weren't. But I can assure you that uh, their agent was all up there trying to get them down there
2: to introduce them. I, I get it, Weej. I get Ending what you're saying. Card. Uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. My point is Brett Michaels is at best, at best, a C-level celebrity at this point. Yeah, I agree. That's all. And, and you know what I mean? If you want to do the celebrity thing, no, like Fergie was at Dodger Stadium. That's legit. She's a yep. superstar and a big celebrity. Uh, I'll go with that. Brett Michaels? No. Sorry. I, and this from a guy that yeah. has every rose has a thorn on his iPod as well as um, something to believe in. So it's not like I'm not a fan. You if have Fergie unskinny Bob. I I don't have unskinny Bob. Not a big fan of that one. Um, <laughs> but I do I do like the talk uh, dirty to me. Nah, I don't to talk dirty to me either.
1: Man. So this would be if Ferg and the Black Eyed Peas do not produce a hit for the next twenty two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fergie shows up on My award in 2030.
2: Yeah, that's all. I'm just like, you know what, guys? Seriously. And you know how the whole thing worked out, right? Do, do you guys know the story? I heard the story. I don't even know. What do you mean? He's close buddies with Ralph Shaheen. Ralph got the whole thing done. No. Yes, yes. Ralph said, hey, Feld, I'm buddies with Brett Michaels. He loves Supercross. Let's try to do something. And boom, bam, that's that's it. Because Ralph Shaheen, not many people know, He's a huge heavy metal fan, and I use heavy metal lightly with Poison. But, yeah, Ralph did the whole thing. Ralph is the driving force behind that award.
0: You just answered the question why it made every <laughs> broadcast multiple
2: times. Yeah, no, for real. He's, he's, he got it done.
0: So.
1: I also now know.
2: You
0: also, you also answered a question why Jeff Emig went to a Poison concert this year. I remember that happening.
1: Oh, I don't remember I guarantee
0: yeah. there's a connection. Oh, yeah, oh it, yeah, yeah. It happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I now know the answer to the question of what does Ralph Shaheen have that I don't. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious.
2: Yeah. Who's your biggest uh, celeb in the phone? Up in, in the cell phone.
1: Well, sadly, the best, you know, in with a rock band story I have also involves Ralph Shaheen, where he uh, invited Emig to see Skid Row uh, last year. This would have been 2010. And Emig's like, hey, you want to go with me? So Emig and I showed up. And then... Skid Row announced on stage, "Hey, from Speed, we have Ralph Shane here." And Ralph came on stage. Like any of the fans know who any any of them. I mean, they could have brought Emmig out there. I feel they like you're making this
2: are. up right now. I feel like you're making this up. No, no, we, we
1: went to a casino in. It was in uh, Dallas. It was like mm-hmm. 20 minutes from. It was one of these Indian casinos or something like that. There was a the Skid Row concert. I was in the lobby of a hotel checking in' He's like, "What are you up to?" And I'm like, "Nothing." He's like, "Go to this concert with Sheen. and I. I'm like, "Okay." So we go, and they call Ralph. We're, we're in the crowd, and Ralph's like, let's go down to the front. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going down where everybody's dancing or whatever you want to call it in a rock concert. They're not moshing. They're not dancing. What do you call Fist pumping? I don't know. So I'm thinking we're going to go down there. No. They're throwing we horns, Weege. They're throwing horns. Throwing horns. So let's see your devil horns. So we're throwing horns. I think we're going to go down there and throw horns. No. We walk right backstage. Everyone involved with what? the band, the roadies, and all see it's Ralph. They just walk us right through. We're watching the concert from the side of the stage, and then they see Ralph and they bring Ralph out, and then this big, the big party commences backstage. The big, this is it. I'm living the rock star life. Yeah, get Ralph. Okay, and it's... stop a second.
0: <laughs> Shaheen has got to be selling them drugs, or what? How is he
1: hooked up with all these air bands? I, I don't understand. I don't. Know if this if you follow Shane on Twitter, this? it's like this all the time. He, he knows like, Vince Neil Mega too. Megadeth concert, he, in Greensboro, backstage. He like knows every Vince. week.
2: He knows Vince Neal as well. Told me he all. does. Yep, knows Vince.
1: So this, is, I'm ready. I'm like, this is it. Right. Everyone's dream in life to party with a band backstage. Right. Here it comes, and the party consists of the four members of the band, me and Megan Shaheen. That's it.
2: <laughs> no chicks, nothing. <laughs> no chicks. No chicks
1: nothing. Um, and what do they do? They Sheen? come back, take a couple Advil.
2: Here's the thing. Hey, Skid Row. Gator hey, the cooler. They're like, take what you want of the cooler.
1: It's all Gatorade.
2: <laughs> uh, hey, Skid Row. I got news for you. You don't have Sebastian Bach. You're no longer Skid Row. End of story. You, you're not Skid Row. You do not have Sebastian Bach. He has a voice. He has, he's the guy behind the songs. You're not Skid Row. Thank you. Also, memo to Feld. If the guy giving the award plays casinos, plays casino venues, don't get him. That's that's bottom line. If you're, yeah. where do you where are you playing? Pachanga, you're out. Okay. So how about while well, we're talking about
0: getting hooked up at concerts big time? What about RC going out on a Britney Spears concert and getting grinded on?
2: Yeah,
0: that's pretty legit. Like I want to talk to Ricky about that and just. Find out what she smelled like, how it really went down. No, am I the only one not interested no, in that? I don't know really know about it. by
1: the way, folks. In, I don't know uh, I anything mean about it. Right? He got went to a concert in Atlanta, and
0: she went called to him a concert.
1: Somehow, yeah, yeah somehow,
0: uh, he had you know backstage whatever, and, and she pulled him out, put him on one of the props, and freaking pretty much dry humped him on stage.
2: That's a real fa- deal. That's fantastic. I, w- and- I want to know more about that. Britney Spears definitely makes my list of somebody who could give you, you know, that we we should be associated with Britney Spears. Good job.
0: Yeah, that's a. I wonder. Yes. I wonder if RC is like, she's like, okay, you can go back to your seat now, and he's like, yeah, you're gonna have to give me a minute. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> just can you just talk to the crowd for a second, or you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. You got any textbooks I can carry? <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> that's um.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, remember,
1: Spears has the motocross connection. Her dad is an insanely huge motocross fan. He
2: was at the Motocross nations. Nations. Really? Was he? Brittany was on tour in Europe. Who told me this story? Beaker. No, someone it, told me this story because they were mad because Beaker gave Brittany's dad full access when they didn't have full access.
0: Well, he, Davey told me that he's actually friends with her dad. He comes to the ranch every year as like a vacation for Loretta's. Yeah, he did. Which seems completely ludicrous to me. I
2: guarantee you, he's, he's actually
0: gone down and hung out at the Spears compound down in wherever, down south. Right. right. O- over like holidays and stuff. I'm well, like, what?
2: Okay, here's the story of the Nations. So, Brittany's touring Europe. Dad finds out Des Nations is there. Dad wants to come to the race. Gets full hooked up with all the credentials you need. Team USA. Garb, of course. Everybody gets Team USA Garb, it seems like. As well, he has a bodyguard with him. Now, he's a pretty big guy, you know, but isn't he, what, again? I don't think so. Oh. Anyways, he's got a bodyguard with him because, you know, a while ago when Brittany was going crazy and shaving her head, um, the parents were declared legally in charge of all of her state, estate because Brittany seemed to go bonkers. So mm-hmm. – the dad is controlling all the money, which is, you know, a shit ton of money. And so because of that, he now has a bodyguard. He has a legit bodyguard because he doesn't – kidnapping or whatever. Like you could – you know, you could get access to all of Britney Spears' money if you kidnap this dude. So he's got a bodyguard. The bodyguard in him, full Moto fan, you know, the dressed up, Team USA, full passes, everything – and uh, they're probably on the podium, if you were to take a look. No. I imagine they're on the podium. Why not? No. Everybody else is. We need,
0: to, we need to find that picture and pull them out.
2: Yeah. And uh, so he was at the Nations, Yeah, full deal. Yeah. And someone, uh, he, so, someone I was talking uh, to he, was
1: mad. He, he's at I've hung out with him at Loretta's. And then this year, they were at the Daytona for the Supercross and then the Carmichael deal and everything that whole weekend. It's a whole group of people. It's probably like 20 of them. A couple families from Louisiana area. They... Cook, probably the best food I've ever had at a racetrack ever. We call it beers with Spears. That's the goal. If you can find the Spears compound, Mm -hmm. you're going to be hooked up all week. Unlimited supply. I don't even know how they – they must have to have a separate motorhome just to fit the amount of meat that they bring (laughs) to the races. (laughs) A meat wagon. A meat wagon. (laughs) I don't know how they do it, but the food is good. You can't understand a word they say to the bizarre um, New Orleans accents or Louisiana accents. It's legit, man. He wasn't at Loretta's this year. This year she was on tour during the summer, I guess in Europe. But but uh, last year at Loretta's and this year at Daytona. He was there it, it, with Spears.
2: If you want Britney Spears to, to, to present an award to a supercross rider, I'm all for that. I will not bag on that. I think that's great and awesome. Brett Michaels and Skid Row minus Sebastian Bach. Yeah. <laughs> not cool. You know? And again, I have Skid Row on my iPod. I'm not, I'm coming from okay, a place let me of present. Love.
0: Let me present something to you then. David Lee Roth gives the award next year.
2: Yeah, that's a joke. It's a ridiculous joke. Sammy. What about Sammy Hagar? Okay, well,
0: okay. It's, it's coming from Captain Van Halen here. I know you, uh...
2: Oh, Captain Van Halen is, is with Sammy Hagar. Thank you.
0: Okay, so if, if, if Hagar did it, you're in.
2: Well, Sammy Hagar still produces best-selling records with his band Chickenfoot. Number one releases, number one sales. Chickenfoot. Yes. Just really? Joe Satriani, Michael Anthony, Chad Smith and Sammy Agar are in Chickenfoot. They are like as for as much as rock bands get ignored these days, they're one of the top rock bands. Although their numbers wouldn't touch the sales of say a Guns N' Roses back in the early 90s. I'm just I've saying. never
0: in my life heard of Chickenfoot.
2: Really? Oh, they just put out a new nope. disc. They put on a new disc like 2 weeks ago. It's not bad. Nah, not great, wow. but not bad. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's a legitimate you know, rock and roll guy still producing relevant music. Brett Michaels is playing casinos and <laughs> banging whores on TV. Oh,
0: I'm skinny. Bop bop. Now don't pull my wig. my freaking cap off, dude. <laughs> Bald under there.
2: And I hate to sound like I'm, you know, giving it to the uh, to the guys at Feld. I know they're trying, they're doing well, but it just seems like, come on, guys. Anyway, we've gone 20 minutes of <laughs> the Rock Hard. Ride Hard Award. We've skipped over the light Supercross classes to talk about the Rock Hard Ride Hard Award. So, good job on that, I guess. Hey, all the lights, guys. Uh, yeah, good job. Good, good year. Way to go. Hey,
1: who won? Who, who even remembers? Who won the last two? Not the shootout. Who won the last two races of the year in Vegas for so the East and West? It's the most un- right. unmemorable victories in the history of that- Supercross.
2: I like that format coming in. I thought that was really cool, and I told Dave Prater, I can't believe you got the team (laughs) manager to agree with it. It was awesome. It was cool. But you're right. Those things were not – they lacked a lot of edge, let's say, those main events. Yeah,
1: I agree. I thought coming in it was going to be great. And nobody – I challenge anyone to tell me who won those last two races. Anyone listening to the show, tell me who had said it right now. I want to hear it.
2: Roxon won the West.
1: Blake Baggett. Baggett? Blake Baggett won the East Final. Sipes won the shootout. But even, like, it wasn't like, a, for example, when Baggett was lighting it up early in outdoors, no one was like, well, remember, he did win the last Supercross of the year.
2: <laughs> yeah, nobody said no that. No one remembers. No.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even ready.
2: remember that. <laughs> Look at Ping. No. Pink doesn't even know. No.
0: You're I remember Sipes guy. winning. That's all I remember from that whole thing,
1: is Sipes won. It just, I don't know why that didn't work. I thought it would have been good.
2: Are, but, they, are they doing it again? Do we know? I don't know. I'm, I would
1: have to wonder. I don't think the teams were pumped.
2: No, they weren't. They weren't pumped. But, I don't, but at this point, we can't let the teams steer this thing. And I've told no. everybody
1: this. It's what's cool for the fans.
2: Yeah. You got to do what's cool for the fans. If you're doing a, a chase style or a chase style of format or a couple different main events, screw the OEMs and what they think. Just everybody needs to work with one vision and try to make this thing exciting.
1: It is weird because that Vegas race, the, the most exciting part of the whole deal was we got to get one more in was Friendsgate or Trainersgate oh. when Pickle may or may not have had help from his friends to beat Tomek for the title. But that was in the West Final, the yeah. shootout. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what was more memorable or less memorable, but I know no one remembers all of it.
2: Yeah, Friendsgate I do remember well. And it wouldn't have been that bad had they all not embraced right after the checkers. <laughs> 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 you know, that was, uh, that was uh, not looking good. But, hey, racing is racing. I think we covered it at the time. None of us really yeah. felt like it was that bad. I, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, we all stick by that.
1: It just—it was such a thin line to 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 try to come down on one side or another. Yeah. It's really hard to figure. I, I don't know. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know if we'll ever know. All right. The Pruder film. Um. All right. Cool, guys. Are we? Is that it? That's it.
0: Happy,
1: That's it. Happy birthday, Steve.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thirty-seven, you old fart.
2: Yeah, Rock Hard Ride Hard Award.
1: I like. To, I, you know I, what? Uh, you know what Carmichael got for his birthday, don't you? No. Oh, Ping just told you about it. So are you oh. going to be able to match that? You're in Vegas. Uh, oh, was that
2: on his birthday? I think so.
1: Oh. He got Dry Humps by Britney Spears. Go see. if You can get on. Like,
0: uh, is Celine Dion still playing there? Maybe yeah. she like bring yeah. you out. Uh,
2: I think Beth Miller's yeah. back too. Beth Miller is back in town. That'd be good. <laughs> Louis Anderson <laughs> or yeah. Dry Hump by. Dry Hump. Louis- <laughs> <laughs> Triumph to win beneath my wings would be awesome. <laughs> be so rad. All right, guys, thanks for coming on the BTOsports.com X podcast show. Always a good time. Next week we will uh, recap the motocross season, um, and then eventually we'll get to a silly season podcast.
0: Thanks. All right, guys, have a good
1: one. See you soon. All right, have a brother, Steve. Thanks, Pat. bye.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX
0: in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX
2: app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.